My name is Ian Campbell McKenna, and in this procurement in five minutes, I promise to tackle some of the biggest challenges and also answer the questions that our profession and our industry face on a day-to-day basis. In today's Procurement 5 Minutes, I welcome Tim Cummins. He's the President at World Commerce and Contracting, a professor at Leeds University School of Law and the Chair for the International Commercial and Contract Management. Now, over the past five decades, Tim has really distinguished himself as an industry trailblazer, a thought leader and even a futurist. And having been at the helm of IACCM, now World Commerce and Contracting Organisation, Tim is uniquely and expertly positioned to answer the question, what is a successful negotiation? That's a certainly leading question. And I guess in answering it, perhaps we have to start by being clear, what is negotiation? That, to me, is an activity that occurs whenever interests or viewpoints need to be aligned or reconciled. So the need for negotiation is something that can occur at any point during a relationship or contract. I'm sure we reflect on the point that, you know, with our partners, with our friends, we, with our children, for sure, we are frequently negotiating, even if we don't actually think of it that way. I think it's important, first of all, to recognise, and particularly when we think about success, is that negotiation is not something that arises solely in either setting up or establishing a relationship or a contract. It is actually a lifetime, a life cycle event. So from that, what makes a negotiation successful? Well, I think in its simplest, it, it could be seen as simply reaching agreement, since that implies that both or all of the parties feel that their needs have in some way been satisfied. But we know, of course, from research and probably from personal experience that just reaching agreement doesn't always indicate success. People may feel a need or may even feel that they've been coerced into agreements that are, in their context, suboptimal, even potentially somewhat undesirable. And certainly maybe reach an agreement that they don't particularly see as favourable or the end game. So we know from that research, people like Oliver Hart, obviously with his work on incomplete contracts and shading in the post-contract award area, we often get situations where more parties actually walk away already intending to somehow extract better results at a later point. And I think We both have seen that, I'm sure, and recognise that it's especially true when you've got a power imbalance between the negotiators or, more commonly perhaps, where internal measurement systems cause the negotiating parties to have a short-term view. In other words, as a sales rep or in procurement, my view of success may not actually be particularly long-term and may not accord with the longer-term business interests. I would suggest is when all of the parties achieve actually more than they first thought possible, that they achieve an outcome that ultimately exceeds expectations from that original negotiation. 
Now, in order to be able to make sense of all of this, there are several things we need to be able to do, and which many organizations today probably don't do or can't do particularly well. One is we need to have the ability to actually monitor the results that are achieved as opposed to those that were anticipated. We also need to be sure that the negotiations we're entering into are in fact necessary, that they have a purpose. How many times do people get into negotiation almost based on rote? Uh, our research has shown that I think some 56% of the time, negotiators say that they feel that the counterparty is not sincere in its negotiation, that in fact it's simply representing a position, often based around attempts to impose a standard terms and conditions, standard templates, regardless of whether or not, in fact, those are going to generate a good business result or outcome. The third thing I think is really important is this need to plan and to research what it is that could be achieved. If we enter into negotiations with minimal planning, with limited sense of what even could be achieved, we depend entirely, I suppose, on that as to whether or not we happen to strike it rich and get success. With all of that said, I think we can reflect and say that true successful negotiation is actually quite rare. Our members tell us in our research year after year that uh, they would like to have win-win negotiation. They tell us that win-win negotiation depends upon levels of collaboration and openness. And they tell us that they typically do not achieve that collaboration and openness for reasons that they generally ascribe to the counterparty, which, of course, is always ironic when we've got a mix of sell-side and buy-side members, each of which says it's the problem with the other side that stops success from occurring. So I think I'd give it, if I may, just to conclude, so the three tips, hints, suggestions as to how we could achieve a greater likelihood and frequency of success. Firstly, I think we need to stop thinking of negotiation as an event, and particularly we need to stop thinking of negotiation as something that just occurs prior to the award of a contract or the setting up of a relationship. It's a life cycle, and we have to organize ourselves and think about it in that way. Secondly, we've got to challenge ourselves about these issues of limits of knowledge and limits of planning, both internally and externally. Negotiation does require a degree of planning. With our internal counterparts, stakeholders, we need to reach negotiated consensus about what it is we're trying to achieve. And we need to have the desire, the interest to try to understand the counterparty's interests. What do we need to know about them in order to get to success? And thirdly, I think, interestingly, some recent work we've been doing has pointed to the failure in many cases to actually share data and information within negotiations. In other words, so many negotiations are done blind and in hope rather than through open and honest exchanges of data and information that would support that successful outcome. Now, of course, to share data, to share information, we have to have levels of confidence and trust in the integrity and the honesty of our counterparty. We have to build 
empathy, and through that, we can really begin to build a consensus on what win-win genuinely would look like. Great insights from another one of our thought leaders. Be sure to share the link far and wide, and of course, I look forward to our next five minutes together. Bye for now, and have a great and a productive day.